In a world where magic is everywhere, monsters are real, and inhibitions are non-existent, Atlantis is the most coveted destination, and pirates make all the rules. That's right. The Dangerous Tides Kickstarter is live. We're bringing you six brand new books from authors like Katie Robert and C.M. Nascosta. These ultra-spicy fantasy books feature sirens, kidnappings, aliens, disguises, monsters, sex magic, second chances, and so much more that can't be mentioned in polite company. They combine otherworldly adventure with sweeping romance in a way that will keep your heart racing from start to finish. By backing the Kickstarter, you can read these books this month. Of course, we've also got foiled special editions with sprayed edges in hardback and paperback, gorgeous art, and swag, which you'll have in your hands this fall. The Kickstarter will be over in the blink of an eye, so don't miss it. This is the only place you can get these special editions and swag, not to mention getting the ebooks five months earlier than they're available to anyone else. This is your invitation to unlock the secrets of Atlantis. So click the link in the show notes and enter at your own risk. Welcome to Bonkers Romance, the podcast that celebrates fearless romance creators. I'm Melody Carlisle. And I'm Jenny Nordback. We're reunited. And it feels so good. <laughs> Does it, Melody? <laughs> We've got a ton of things happening simultaneously, Ooh. so thank you for being so patient <laughs> with us last week. This week is the deadline to sign up for the Temple of Defiant Joy in time to get our April books, which are Tanked by Mia Hopkins and A Little Bit Dirty by Willow Winters. Plus, we just finalized the art for Stalked by the Kraken, (laughs) and that'll be going out next week. And like, it is um, so hot, but also... It feels like it almost like glows because it captures like the softness of that book too. I don't know how the art- artist did it, but it's like holy bobcats hot. It is very not safe for work. Oh, super not safe for work. In the best possible way. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's a piece of anatomy that I think our Edmonditar <laughs> Stacy called cute, which I've never <laughs> even thought of as a cute thing. And it, it truly is. <laughs> so make sure you sign up at the celebrant level by April 14th to get that art. This week, we are joined by the one and only Sophie Jordan mm. to recap The Worst Guy by Kate Canterbury. It's enemies to lovers done to perfection. Ah. <laughs> we're here. We're here. It's the first time that I'm meeting Sophie Jordan. Hello. Hello, so excited. <laughs> Hi. Oh, and God damn, has Sophie brought us a good book? But we'll really? Oh, I'm excited. Oh, I'm excited. 
So Sophie Jordan, once upon a time, gave a talk at an RWA conference about I think it was bananas books is what you called it, yeah. right? Yeah. I, and that's my, you know, I love bonkers. I all use bonkers now, but I still will go to with bananas all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And so like what, what has drawn you historically to bananas books and what makes you count a book as bonkers? Like where is that typically? Yeah. Gosh, I, I think it's the launch point of a book. Okay. It's some it's the premise. It's something with in a romance, how how the hero and heroine meet, their history, if they have a history. I don't know. It's just so out there. And I think it has to happen soon too. Mm. Like and it's something I question myself as a writer. Like am, I aspire to do this in all my books now because I think the best books are the bonkers books, the bananas, they're crazy. It's almost implausible. Like this is crazy but you can't stop reading and yeah. you know like I can't look away from this this is unreal how these two meet how these two are interacting and you find it a lot often I think in old school because I think the workshop I gave a long time ago on bananas books with Sarah McLean I mean it featured so many old school titles oh, but cool. um that's just I guess I don't know like historic as a romance writer I think you know I live through the canon, you know, the history of yeah. it, like some of those yeah. crazy, I still think of some of the most out there Johanna Lindsay I, old books. And I'm like, I remember that book where there was a love potion and that was just wild and that was crazy. And then I start thinking about it and I'm like, wait, I want to write that. I want to write yeah. a love book, you know, my way, but you know, sometimes they can, it can I don't even know if that's a trope necessarily because after I wrote it, people were like, you know, the trope of the love potion. I'm like, is it a trope? I right. yeah, We just sort of call everything a trope now. I know, right? Like right? A, <laughs> Whatever. Plot but feature is just a trope. Yeah. But, but it's, I mean, it's funny yeah. how clearly that has imprinted on you as an author and how like what you've just described is basically the Sophie Jordan brand. Like oh if God, anybody hasn't read Sophie Jordan books yet, it's like. The first book of uh, first years I read was a historical, but then I read your oh the contemporary with the was it covers. This prison? Yeah, was it the and prison so one? like <laughs> this thing opens with like a fucking prison riot, and like I he's know. in prison, and she's the nurse in the prison, and there's a prison riot, and he Hell like yeah. saves her and pretend like they barricades in the clinic, and like that's their fucking meet cute, and I was like Hell Sophie yeah. Jordan. Yes, I like question myself. Sometimes I'll write a book that I'm like, is this too quiet? Is there not enough bananas going on? Like, those are the books you remember. Yeah. Mm. Or like, I don't know, let's just start it with a virgin auction. Or like a love, like an aphrodisiac love potion. I feel like I can go through every Sophie Jordan book and see where the premise is just centered on this like fucking bonkers concept. And then I'm like, but it's Sophie. She's going to pull it off. And like (laughs) somehow it's not going to feel that bonkers once you it's like if I say, all right, it's going to start with a virgin auction. You're like, what the fuck? Like. This is a historical and what's going on, but, like, it makes sense within the world that you build for it. And, like, ah, I love it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. That's the challenge, I think, on a lot of the bananas and the bonkers, you know, you want to make this implausible thing feel real and build the world around it to support it where it feels plausible, but it's no less crazy when you're describing it to somebody, you know? right. Yeah, I built a whole four book series on, you know, these are inmates and there's a prison riot. 
and I remember this, is it the second or the third one? I'm like, what could be crazier than like an inmate busting <laughs> yeah. out of jail? He's going to abduct the president's daughter. Like it's insane. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, then one of those, like, you don't tone them down either. Like, is it the first one where, you know, he's like then trying to calm his less or his more toxic behaviors but like he's at a bar with her and some guy is i don't know doing what i don't remember what he does to him does he like bash his head into a table or something something like that you know i'm not i'm definitely in love with the alpha heroes like Mm. and i and when people would ask me about those my prison books i'm like look you know yes would i be worried if my daughter came home and said i fell in love with this guy and he was he's a convict and Yes, right. he did, did it. And that was another <laughs> thing. It would be easy to write four heroes that yeah. were convicts. They were all innocent, right? Like yeah. I couldn't. Some of them have to be guilty, right? But to. I tried to think about like, well, you know, in historicals, like we would have a hero that busts out at the beginning of the book from a dungeon and he's been imprisoned. I mean, hello, nod, wink, wink, Cressley Cole. Like, mm-hmm, yeah, right? I want that like feral hero. I'm there for that. And they can't all be innocent. I mean, they can still be heroic and good. Yeah, completely. They can have reasons right? or just That's, be. I was just about to say, Aaron has Aaron has decided that you know, does he got reasons? Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> then, wait, wait, I want that like as a as a like a bumper yeah. sticker above my laptop. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. He got reasons. Oh, yeah. That's perfect. So I think we are going to jump into recapping The Worst Guy by Kate Canterbury when we come back from giving you some quick updates. Oh, hey, it's Temple Update time. This month, we're back on our bullshit with Katie regaling us with more fertile in my ex-boyfriend's dungeon. And I can neither confirm nor deny that we discover an actual hard limit for Katie. Hannah Witten is also going to stop by to give us all of her best spooky season wrecks. In book club news, everyone in the Joybringer tier and Celebrant tier can download their ebook copies of My Wicked Prince by Molly O'Keefe and the entire audiobook collection of Court of the Vampire Queen by the one and only Katie Robert. Finally, Joybringers and celebrants can check out all the digital art we've created for the temple. It's all on one convenient page waiting for you. If you want to get in on any of this goodness, head to bonkersromance.com temple and sign up. All right, back to the show. Okay, we're back, and we're going to recap The Worst Guy by Kate Canterbury. And this is one of those ones where everybody was fucking talking about it. It came out last December. Andy J. Christopher just was just screaming at everyone about Kate Canterbury. And it makes me so happy. Everybody's yelling at me. But it makes me, like, if, if like, one person or two people, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm going to read it. But if it's, like, 15 people in the space of two days are reaching out to me to be like, you have to read it right now, I just, like, shut down. And I'm like, I can't. It's too hyped. It's crossed yeah, the yeah, threshold, yeah. and I can't I can do it. I never get my husband to go watch Titanic with me back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> about it, and he's like, exactly, and that is why I will not see it. That's right. Yeah. And so I did that lot. with this one. 
I dragged my feet because I was like, I can't, I need some space. I can't have this many people yelling at me and read it. And then like, what if I don't like it? Totally. Or it just like doesn't work for me. So Sophie forced my hand and uh, picked it for bonkers. And, and part of me was like, is it bonkers? I thought it was just like a contemporary kind of enemies to lovers. Like, is this going to be bonkers enough? But I was like, Sophie Jordan knows what she's talking about. That's right. If she said it's bonkers, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on this ride. Well, I hope it I hope it met the criteria because I will say, oh, it does. enemies to lovers. There's a lot of bunker bonkers bunkers. There's <laughs> a lot of bunkers within enemies to lovers. It's yeah, a yeah, hard yeah. thing to do. It's hard to pull off, mm-hmm. and I've written a few, and you're automatically going to have some readers that just do not like that trope. It makes them uncomfortable. But I mean, there's a lot about bonkers that makes people uncomfortable. Because yes. And yeah. enemies to lovers is that. And I mean, she brought the enemies to lovers. In this oh, my God, Melody. <gasps> oh, they my God, I'm so excited. fucking hate each other. Like, it's like the hating game if they actually hated each other and you Whoa. get his POV, too. So it's not right. like Josh Templeman or Templeton or whatever the fuck his right. name is, where he, like actually adores her the entire time like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, they cannot fucking stand each other and it's so good it's oh my god how do they meet what happens tell me everything god my god okay i haven't done this before i'm gonna read a lot from this book because you cannot do justice to the voice it is such a voicey book and like so i'm just starting like you have to hear the opening of the the book like yeah I was, I was grinning the second. I was just like, oh my God, I, yep, Sophie's right. Okay, so chapter one, we are in the POV of Sebastian. Okay. My dick was languishing. I'd learned that word recently, languishing, not depressed, but not thriving, just drifting along one unsatisfied day melting into another. (laughs) And before you get the wrong idea, this wasn't a performance issue. I performed beautifully. I always rose to the occasion, and I stayed standing until everyone was satisfied. Most mornings I awoke to find myself at full salute, wrenched out the quickest flash of gratification, and then went back to feeling nothing. And then... Like, he goes on languishing to be sure, and then he has a fascination with hardcore competitive cheerleading, but he likes... I wanted to live in a world of pear-shaped women and wear those thighs as earmuffs every night, every damn night. Okay, well, sold. (laughs) The voice is great. Like, he has a very distinctive voice, and then so does she. Yeah. And then you're thinking... That's so true. You know, I didn't think about that, Jenny. Like you're thinking, well, maybe he's secretly lusted after. No, no, not at all. Like the hate is real. Wow. So he is a trauma surgeon at Mass General in Boston. Mm -hmm. And so he's like big shot ER surgeon, stitches people back, like gets them back together if they've been in like a car accident or whatever. Yeah. And so the book opens and he's had like a shit day, just like one thing after another, constantly dealing with surgeries. And he's like gone into an exam room to do some charting or something. And is just having trying to like have a moment to like decompress for a second. And in charges Sarah Shapiro. And she's like a reconstructive surgeon. And she is livid. And she's like... Did you staple someone's <gasps> facial lacerations back yes. together? Oh my god! Yes. Did he? So you he know, did, as did a trauma surgeon, 
he's concerned with saving their lives. Right. And she's thinking this is a young woman that might not want her face stapled. She might not want to be without- Frankenstein's monster, yeah, everybody. Like, Take care. I do, re- you know, she does reconstruction. So like you kind of get both. He's like, I cared. Sorry. I was trying to save yeah. lives. And she's like trying to, you know, help this woman and thinking long-term. Right. Got it. You got why they were so like at odds immediately. Yeah. Yeah. And like neither of them was totally wrong. And so he like, you're getting from his POV and he's just like, this is the last fucking person I want to see. And she's so chipper and like, (gasps) it just, I cannot stand her. And so they're like bickering and she grabs the curtain of like this exam area that he's in Uh and like is white knuckling it so hard. She like... It's just like a disaster. She like pulls the curtain oh. rail down and the ceiling tiles fall oh. and I think it breaks a window and Incredible. like the in- entire exam room is just like destroyed and he like tackles on top of her to protect her from all the falling shit. Oh, to do yeah. a protect on her. It did, even in that anger moment, like this one action of her yanking the curtain, like like it's a whole series, like the room is destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> Covering her with his body, like shards of glass and stuff coming down. Oh, I love it. And so they tried to like you know explain it was an accident, but like the entire fucking exam room is destroyed. Like that doesn't just happen and they it's clear they've been like fighting. And so Do people think it's a sex accident? No, they think there was like an anger issue. And so they get put into mandatory eight weeks of like conflict conflict resolution therapy. It's workplace couples counseling. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I hope that exists in real life. (laughs) And so they're both pissed. Neither of them wants to do it. And she's like, I'm shocked he hasn't glared his way out of this because he just like glares and people fall in line. Mm. And she says, if Stremel did anything with precision, it was glaring. The man did not smile. He was a human storm system. His shoulders were a mountain range that could block out the sun. And his short, scruffy beard functioned as an added layer of moody darkness, slashing across his face and turning his scowls into a full-body statement. Kate Canterbury, how dare you? (laughs) Like... Oh, hello. He's incredibly hot. And I've loved the medical dramas. I did Grey's Anatomy. I I mean, I'll still stop and watch an ER rerun, you know? Mm. Like, I, I, it's funny because I don't normally think of like doctor romances as being like my catnip, but this Mm. was definitely my catnip. He was so, you know, he's so sexy and good looking. And I love that they're older. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have to be through. Jenny, like 43 or something, 42. Yeah, he's like early 40s, I think. That's great. Yeah. But like built and hot and, you know, great. Yeah. Yeah. Who's that sexy doctor on like, oh my God, he's a daddy. Oh my God. (laughs) What is that crazy doctor out of Georgia who does all the bariatric surgery that's really hot? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to do a Google. Google him. He has he's on all a bunch of TLC shows and he's super good looking. And all the patients, of course, all the female patients and all the patients are like, you know, obsessed. He's that level. Strimmer's definitely up there. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for <laughs> Melody to find him. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Dr. Charles Proctor Jr.? Doc, Dr. Proctor. Dr. Yes. Proctor. Yes. Is a name. <laughs> 
Is he hot? I'm going to pull up a photo as soon as I type his name in. Okay. I mean, I'm that'll work. That'll work for me. Yeah, I see it. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. I've liked the, you know, the yummy, older, accomplished doctor. It also made it feel very believable to me that, you know, they hate when they... I feel like I'm skipping so far ahead, Jenny, though. Like, but, you know, when they ultimately fall in love, like, this is a couple, because they know themselves so well at this point, you know? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they've, like, been through medical school and residency and fellowships and, like, are just now kind of getting to be people. Like, that's been my observation of my friends who've gone through medical school, where it's, like, I feel like I've lived a whole life, and all they've done is school and training and like are just now coming out of it and they know their baggage like they know why they fight yeah they're very self-aware I love that he calls her screech owl because that's how he calls her screech owl oh he calls her screech owl among other names but okay so they have their first therapy session Uh uh-huh and they hate it and like she shows up a little bit late and he's like having kind of charming conversation about food trucks with the therapist. And she's like, what the fuck? Like you're winning the therapist over. How dare yeah, you? He is demonic. Like, why is he able to converse normally with this person? And we learn that like she is a big time people pleaser. I relate to this character. Relatable content. Bones. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Daddy issue. And so the therapist is trying to just sort of lay some ground rules and like get them talking a little bit. And she pulls out her snacks and she's just like sitting eating. And he's like, what the fuck are you eating? And she's sitting eating croutons. And he's That's like, what the adorable. fuck is wrong with you? That is weird. Like, this yeah. is weird. He's looking for validation from yeah, yeah, yeah. the therapist. And it's just like giving her a bunch of shit for eating croutons. So their homework assignment coming out of this therapy session is that they have to have a meal together outside of work and they have to learn five things about each other. Wow. And so... This is a very um, meddling workplace, I gotta say. Yeah, right? I mean, they have these assignments that keep them, force them to continue and be together. Oh my gosh. Even while they're still fully hating and so her way of dealing with this is she sends him a she like thinks about it and she's like fuck i don't want to do this but like what's the least painful way to go about this so she sends him we get a lot of like text exchanges Ooh. and she's like here's a screenshot of my schedule for the week here's a list of restaurants that work for me and he's <laughs> like i thought you'd fight this i'm disappointed that you caved so quick and she's like shut Whoa. up and choose a place <gasps> and he's like i've been to pastoral blah 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 that works and she's like, date, question mark. And he's like, yeah, I guess it's a date if that's what you want to call it. And she's like, no, it is not a date. The day. You need to tell me when you're available <laughs> as in day and time, which date. And he's like, ah, okay, Monday, seven or eight. And she's like, seven will be fine. And he's like, it's a date, right? And she's like, for fuck's sake, no. <laughs> and he goes, did I just hear you screech from three floors away? Oh, and my that's God. the birth of the screech owl thing because they live in the same building. They live in like the doctor dorm. Oh, yeah. I like so that. Like, they pass. Not only have they had this history of passing each other at work in the halls, they pass each other in their building on their walk to and from. It's very close to the hospital. They're in each other's faces a lot. Mm. Yeah. And so they go to dinner and, like, it's a disaster. They bicker nonstop. He Uh says, like, kind of demeaning things about plastics as a specialty, just about how, like, he's out here saving lives and, like, she's making people look pretty. vain, yeah. 
Yeah. Shallow. And so she has written her five things on an index card. Loving her. He spends so much time making fun of the fact that she has an index card. He's like, are you an intern again? Like, why did you go buy an index card pack to do this? Like, why the fuck do you even have index cards? And she gets so pissed that she's like, you know what? Fuck you. You can't have my index card. And she gets up and leaves the restaurant. When I love, before he goes in, he calls somebody and he's like, I need you to call me in 45 minutes to be like, like I need an out. Yeah. From the date. And he sits down at the table and she starts a 30 minute timer on her phone and puts it in front of them. And she's like, there's no reason this should take more than 30 minutes. <laughs> yes. This is excellent. Oh, it's so good. And so she fucks off. She's like taking my card and I'm leaving. Yeah. But then, because she's a people pleaser, they show up for their next therapy session, and uh-huh. she's she's the kid who hasn't done her homework. Like, she's totally. freaking out because she's like, I am not this person, and I hate that he's making me this person. And so the therapist is like, don't tell me the five things yet. Like, we're going to start Ooh. an exercise. So they have to, like, toss, you know, those balls you get at, like— medical conferences and stuff i guess you know like the squishers yeah like the stress balls and they're all like branded with Mm -hmm. drug manufacturers and whatever so they start like tossing one of those back and forth and they're supposed to like catch it and like just stop it from hitting the ground and then she adds like a pineapple shaped one so now they're Ah. having to throw two at once and then she starts asking them questions (gasps) um, now that they're like working as a team and so the therapist goes now sebastian she started clearly enjoying his misery where is sarah from i don't know he replied hell probably i winged <laughs> the pineapple at him hard he had to stumble backwards to catch it and sarah milana said where is sebastian from if i had to guess i'd say a defective condom <gasps> there's a lot of humor in it and i think that's also why the hate is so between them is so palatable it's so much laced with humor yeah Yeah. it sounds really clever it's so funny yeah it's so good like there and just that whole so that scene just like continues with them throwing barbs every time the therapist asks a question they answer with just like what's his favorite color and they make these like gross medical jokes at each other like (laughs) does he have any siblings and like she calls him a serial killer like there's just this hilarious continuous banter between them and then it literally devolves into them diving into the bag and just like pegging each other and like children fighting oh my gosh and so they like leave their dicks to each other and then the next scene she like can't get her key in the building that they both live in and there's Uh like all these different doors it's like an old building so there's like the door and then there's like a vestibule and there's whatever and they're just like talking shit talking shit talking shit and then there's this moment where like the lust just (gasps) explodes between them already oh yeah well how far are we through the book here do you think probably 20%, 20%, maybe a little more. Maybe a okay. Lot. All right, I so mean, they start hate-banging, hate hate-making out? That's well, how it starts? It's so much, the hate from page one, and it does yeah. begin hating each other, the, the incident, pretty pretty quickly. It's just this extreme, drawn-out foreplay, and yeah. I think, you know, Ginny's right, it does happen, pretty their first physical intimacy, at page whatever 20 percent, but it feels like it's not soon enough like it's totally. so panting and anticipating these two <gasps> so what and happens what happens right? in the vestibule sophie well, ah. it, uh, I, I had to i'll let I'm sophie talk in a second but 
It's amazing. So they just like smash faces <gasps> and then they're like, you know, groping and whatever. And all the while it's like, this is wrong. This is inappropriate. But they just like cannot physically stop themselves. Yeah. But they're still talking shit to each other through <gasps> the whole thing. And so he's like, is there something you want to ask me, Shap? Shapiro. Uh-huh. And she's like, I like wouldn't ask you for anything if my fucking life depended on it. And he's like, so don't ask me. Tell me what you want and I'll give it to you. <gasps> oh, God. And then like... They end up back at her place, and Sophie, I can let you jump in here if there's any of it you want. I mean, some. I mean, it's a hate bang, but yeah. it's so funny, and they're both. It's like ping ponging back and forth, and they're still insulting each other. Constant insults. I think when you reach the moment where he gives her the condom to put on him, and she's yeah, yeah. like. What does she say? It's like fucking do it yourself, and like yeah, he, he throws it, and the condom hits her in the forehead. Like yes. it's hysterical, but it's so the hostility throughout it, it is. Oh my god! Yeah, he tells her like, uh, like he expected her vagina to have teeth that <laughs> yeah. she would have the kind of vagina that would just bite a dick right off, and then yes. like. He tries to, like, talk dirty to her about, like, show me those pretty tits or something. Yeah. And then she, like, doesn't like it. And he's like, I don't have space for your insecurities right now. <laughs> and then he sort of looks for validation about something later. Yeah. And she's like, whose insecurities are we working with now? And, like, Ooh. oh, it's just constant. It's smart. And even, like, they're attacking and insulting. There is that level of, like, they're so turned on and appreciative of totally. each other that it's still okay yeah yeah and, yeah and because it's funny too at the same time it's yeah just, it just yeah. works like i don't know how she gets away with it but she does well and he's like most of the time i wanted to wrap my hands around her throat that i wanted to do this while fucking her didn't improve the situation <laughs> and then she says she can only come once during sex like oh, and he's like so challenge he's accepted like, challenge accepted <laughs> and so he's trying to get her to come a second time because yeah. he's just like that's unacceptable to him he now yeah. must make her come a second time and he's like just get there shap i growled it was good to be back on solidly hostile ground who the fuck do you think you are get there shap she mim- mimicked give me a reason to get there <gasps> and he says you were demonic How about that? Your Hellcat demon body is torturing me right now. And if you don't fucking get there, I reserve the right to put you on your knees and make you choke on this dick like the brat you are. Wow. How about that for a reason? Yeah, great. Okay, fuck yes, that works. Great stuff. Great stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know what? I am a little bit pissed off at every sexual partner I've ever had because I don't think anyone has ever called me a Hellcat. Yeah. <laughs> that has to be fixed immediately. I'm texting Michael right now. I'm making a note. I have my wall of notes of things to keep in mind. I always want to do and bring to every book. Oh, <laughs> throw it on the list, Sophie. Oh my God. Right. Throw Hellcat, Hellcat up when there. When it is, it's like the cuntier she is to him, mm. the more he just sees it as like she's an equal and it's a sign of strength and uh-huh. like he respects it. It's like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's really true. I mean, they're definitely on equal footing throughout this whole thing. Yeah. There's my note, my Hellcat note. Yes. Hellcat. Yeah, we'll be looking for it. Mm-hmm. And so she does come a second time. Wow. And is like pissed. Yeah, oh yeah. That he has now blown her mind and she's like, why was I even having sex before? Like, Ooh. He has set this bar. 
And she hates him. And she hates the, like, oh, and even, like, when he takes his clothes off, she's like, what the fuck? Like, you shouldn't be allowed to look that good. Yeah. And, oh, it's yeah, when your soul is black. It is, it reminded me when she, like, ridiculed his body, like, this is ridiculous, was the, um, that movie where Ryan Reynolds and. Oh, no. He and he gets naked, and she was like, "What the hell is this?" Oh, we what might be thinking. I'm thinking that? of um, Cat. No, wait, it's not Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Gosling. I messed up. Ryan Gosling. Yeah, it's Ryan Gosling and the redhead. Yep. Oh, and it's um, it's crazy, stupid love. Question yes. mark. Is that right? Yes. Yes. And yes. And when they finally hook up, and he goes, she goes back to his place, and she sees his body. She just laughs because yeah. it's so crazy that he yeah. looks yeah. like. Yes. Oh, I love and it. so then they like, you know, have to run into each other at work and then just like completely bumble the post sex. Like, yeah. you know, he's yep. sort of like, you know, I'm not interested in repeating that just so you know, like, I hope you're fine with <laughs> yeah. that. And oh, my God, <laughs> she's get over like, yourself. As long as I don't have to endure that again. And he's like, endure it. <gasps> and then it just like they spit spiral into toddlers bickering again Ooh. but like so clearly want each other yeah it's how you wanted it to be after they did it too like you didn't oh yeah yes uh it's too early i you don't want this to have fixed anything like it's yeah gotta- nobody should be making pancakes no no yeah if anything they like hate each other more because exactly. it's like oh i'm so mad I, that like I mean, he should be bad in bed uh-huh i think i could read a book where like I know it seems wrong, but like, I just, it's hate until the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm down. The mystery and the conflict is, is just so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. I was almost nervous that she was going to take it away too soon because yes. it's so good, but she doesn't. So now we have therapy session number three and they have to do a puzzle that has no picture on it together. And so they're like down on the floor doing this puzzle and they each have like half the pieces and she's got another snack again. <laughs> and they start fighting because he wants to do all the edges and right. she's trying to just like put pieces together. And I'm 100% on his side. And she's kind of like, you there's two the ways edges. of doing things and we don't have to do it your way. And I'm like, no, objectively, you do the edges first. <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong, Sarah Shapiro. And Fair. so at the same time, she's eating trail mix. And again, he's like, what the fuck are you eating? And she's like, put. She has, like, cereal and pieces of ginger and, like, random stuff in her trail mix. Nice. And he's like, why is there so much of this other thing in there? And she's like, it's raisins. And he's yeah. like, ugh, raisins. He made fun of the raisins. And she's like, I don't like the raisins, but I'm too lazy to, like, take them out. So I just oh. keep refilling my thing and, like, not eating the raisins. And <laughs> so while they're fighting about the puzzle pieces, he has taken it and is, like, inspecting it. And when he gives it back, he's taken all the raisins out. <gasps> oh! And she's kind of like, I don't no like what was that was he just nice like what is going and it's kind of this like they don't know what to do when the other one doesn't follow the script yeah also this therapist is the demonic one yeah a puzzle (laughs) with no picture on it (laughs) yeah it gets worse so then they have like in the hallway, they kind of get touchy with each other and then have mm. to like break apart because somebody's coming down the stairwell. But um, and then they 
they're gonna bang again. Like, I don't know. There's exchanges. The the friendships in this book are really good, and I'm not mm. gonna try to do them justice because it's all like text totally. exchanges and they're all just like in each other's shit. And this yeah. is a later book in the series. It's a so, friend group with definite like there's like couples and oh, nice the couples from other books in the series. It's so fun and just like adds such a cool piece to it. So there's some scenes with that, but I'm not gonna try to go into them. Yeah. So then like the lust has exploded again. Like, they've run into each other in the building, and they're yeah. going to fuck again. And they use the romance reasons justification where they're like, one last time. Like, yeah. we're going to just We got to just it fuck out. it out. Got to yeah. get it out of our systems. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. no other way to handle this. And uh-huh. so this time, like, same thing. They're just, like, talking shit. And, like, she ripped his shirt last time. And so he's like, don't, like, I know you want it bad, but, like, don't rip my shirt this time. And then, like, just, and they're constantly, like, shut the fuck up and, like, calling each other names. And it's just delicious. It's, yeah. Oh, it's so good. But then he goes to the drawer to get a condom out and discovers her vibrator and he's like oh we're gonna have fun with this yes and she gets mad and she's like i don't have to share my toys with you and he's just basically like shut the fuck up and like dicks her down to get her to shut up Um, incredible (laughs) incredible and so he like uses the vibrator and we're in his pov so he's saying like i don't understand why people would not want to use vibrators because i don't have to like wrench my wrist trying to get to her clit so he does blow her ever loving mind again ah Oh, I loved this line. So when he pulls out the sex toy and is like, we're going to use the toy. And she's like, I don't have to share my toys. And uh-huh. he was like, if she wasn't naked right now, she would be smoothing a skirt. Like, she gets very Ooh. prim about things sometimes. And he just wants to, like, dick Dirty it out her up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, again, afterwards, she, like, kicks him out. And he's okay. like, don't worry. I didn't want to stay. But, like, every time he leaves, he, like, tucks her in and, like, leaves her with a glass of water <gasps> kind of deal. Oh, yeah. And, like, makes sure she locks the door. Ugh. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, they're smart to have those moments, right? Like, there's the raisins through the glass of water every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, like, just enough to let you see that there's another layer to it. Yeah. And, like, let you see through the shit talk. And so their next homework assignment that they had to do outside of therapy, they have to row a boat across the Charles River on, like, a Sunday morning at 7 a.m. I'm sorry. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) Did the therapist give her a parasol, too? Like, what? (laughs) And so... building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's oh, kind of really? like, do you, do you even know how to swim? And <laughs> she's like, does your ego keep you afloat? Like, <laughs> I love it. And so it takes them like three hours because they can't get it together. And what? they're like, they can't get into the boat. And he, like, she keeps splashing him and he's talking shit about her getting him wet and how he's going to get her wet Ooh. back. And like, yeah, it's just, yeah, there's yeah. a whole thing. And then. They go to breakfast afterwards, like kind of reluctantly. He wants to go to breakfast and she reluctantly eventually is like, okay, I'll go. Yeah. And again, there's a moment where like her shoulders kind of hurt and she's like, fuck, I have surgery tomorrow. And he's like, well, I don't have to operate. And she's trying to kind of rub her shoulders out and he starts massaging her instead. And again, she's like, what is happening here? So a couple things. Anytime and, there's a couple things. She's very like, 
I don't know. And at this point, you see like he's easier about sliding into that role. Mm. Yeah. And she's got like walls. Like, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all this is. She's like still flamethrower in hand. Mm -hmm. Question though, are are you getting like his perspective during these things? Like, do you find out why he does the raisins or like, do you see him put the water down or is it all from her perspective? You I get it from his sometimes. Well, I think the raisin, that was in hers, but I think the water's in his as okay. well as the massage, don't you think? But I mean... Yeah, and he's almost like annoyed with himself. Yes. Uh, yeah. But like, but does it well, anyway? Like, he can't not do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. I was hoping it and was And so like that. the friend group has asked him to... She's super introverted and, like, will not hang out with the friend group. And they want her to hang out because they're a tight-knit group of surgeons. And, like, they like her and they don't understand why they won't hang out with them. And so they have tasked him because they know he is forced to spend time with her. Yeah. With getting her to come to a get-together that they're doing where they want to set her up with this visiting professor from England. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's, like, pissed about it. And so at this breakfast, like... Like, he, you know, he's massaging her and, like, they're kind of connecting well. Mm-hmm. And he invites her to this thing and is she's kind of like, okay, maybe I'll go. And she is, like, tickled that he's asked her and thinks that, like, he wants her to go because he wants to take her and it's, like, doing things for her. And then when yeah. she tries to question it, he just like does fumbles completely and explains it oh no they asked me to ask you and they're trying to set you up with this professor and then he like is obviously jealous like we know this but he's kind of like you know i bet you'll trick him you won't even show him any of your (gasps) demonic tendencies oh my gosh she's like are you accusing me of trapping men (gasps) and then it just like oh go their separate ways yeah, it ends up, uh, like, in him trying to act, I guess, so unaffected. Yeah. But we, the reader, know he totally is. And then she's, again, like, you're a dick. You yeah, know? what the and fuck, man? He ends up insulting her. Yeah, and so they fall into this rhythm for the next couple of weeks of, like, they do their therapy session, they bang it out that night, yes. and then they avoid each other for the whole rest <laughs> of the next week. <laughs> listen don't hate it (laughs) and there is this moment after a few times of that where she's like starting to recognize that his like scowly storm cloud behavior is sort of a defense mechanism and she starts to learn the difference between his scowls where like he's stressed about his cases versus he's pissed off about the weather he has this hilarious monologue about how much he hates living in boston but he can't live anywhere else now because he won't hate it as much (laughs) like he hates the weather. He what? hates the seasons. He hates the old buildings. He hates the cobblestones that he thinks must have been invented by an orthopedic surgeon. He Hilarious. hates that he can't order a cup of coffee without joining a cult. Like, <laughs> he just has this, like, pages-long re- list of reasons, but then is like, I won't hate anywhere as much as I hate this, so I can't live anywhere else. Wait, so he, wa- <laughs> he wants the hate. Like, he's fueled by the hate. I like yeah. this. Okay. Yeah. Again, they know what their hangups are. (laughs) (laughs) Know thyself. (laughs) And now we have my favorite of their homework assignment dates. They have to do this like a bubble jousting. Oh my god! Inflatable costume and have like the the jousting stick and have to like joust each other. (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna level with both of you right now. I have always wanted to do that. I I did a variation of it. We in college 
when we were all graduating, we had this big front yard. And so we rented a one of the like bounce houses. Yeah. And it came with like the helmets and the jousting sticks. Ooh. And we like put a trampoline next to it so we could jump in. <laughs> and my boyfriend and I, boyfriend at the time and I just like beat the shit out of each other with these jousting sticks. Nice. Just like knocking each other. And it was the most satisfying thing. <laughs> we were just like, fuck you. <laughs> Yeah, but, like, if you're in this bubble and you basically have to, like, waddle up to someone and then bump into them, oh, it looks so fun. And so it opens with them, like, the guy has put them in the suits, and he's like, okay, folks, let's review the rules. And she's like, fuck the rules. I said, no rules. Sebastian agreed. (laughs) I know this is exciting, Paxton said, a warning hand raised, but we do have safety protocols. And... If I kill him, I'll clean up after myself, I said. There will be damages, Sebastian said. Charge me whatever is necessary. Oh, And there's my just, like, God. this back and forth about how, like, if, you know, like, if we fuck each other up, we know how to stitch each other back together. Yes. And, like, the guy is getting progressively more worried. Oh, and so Paxton, the guy who works there, is like, hey, now, folks, Paxton called, his hands <laughs> raised as if he could stop us by will alone. The Aww. objective isn't. The objective is to make her beg for mercy, Sebastian okay. replied. I'll accept nothing short of complete and total submission. Oh, shit. I knocked him up. <laughs> I knocked him upside the head. You'll die unfulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> the line Ginny about when the guy says something like I think you two need couples therapy and they're like why do you think we're here our Uh, therapist sent us here (laughs) this is incredible oh poor Paxton you know he was not ready for the work day he had yes he's like y'all are sick you need help (laughs) so they're like beating the hot of each other but having to like waddle in their inflatable suits and like taking but like respect that both of them are just going balls out oh my god the most aggressive penguins oh i love it stuff so then we have the party where they both begrudgingly are going anyway. Okay. The, one the friends yes. are trying to set her up with Malachi Ford, the Malachi. British Hot. visiting scholar. Hot name. Hot name. He's wearing a sweater go. vest. Okay. All right. And Sebastian hates him. Of course. Like, It's in his POV, and he's just sitting there loathing everything about this poor man because he's talking to Sarah. Yeah. And so, I don't know, there's, like, friend exchange, whatever. He fucking hates the guy. And then Sarah disappears, and Uh he eventually tracks her down. And she's, like, trying not to puke. And he, she opens up to him, and we learn that, like, she had disordered eating and when she was younger, and it's left her with these, like, lingering gastrointestinal issues Mm -hmm. where, like, sometimes she eats and it makes her throw up or it gives her irritable bowel syndrome, and it's just, like, this thing that she struggles with, and so she never, she doesn't like having to eat around people, and he just, like, hugs her. Oh! And it's very sweet. Oh, my gosh. He sort of has that explanation for her eating, you know, the croutons and the, you know, she's particular for a reason. Right. Particular and she snacks all day because she doesn't like having meals. And that makes sense. And she's an introvert. Yes. But this is also part of the reason why she doesn't enjoy dinner parties. She doesn't like eating in front of people. And Mm. yeah. Oh, and that's all from his perspective. 
I think that is. I think he comes Incredible. in on her, upon her, right, Jenny? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because we get him just like frantically being like, "Where the hell has she gone?" Yeah. Yeah. So it is. But it's Kate, a moment between them where like there's no sex, but it's yeah. affection yeah. and and connection it's just for comfort and. Mm-hmm. And they get caught. Like, one of the friends comes in and it's like, what's going on here? Whoa. Finally, the friend group knows. So they can... <gasps> yeah. yeah. And they're like, just a moment of vulnerability, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> and so at their next therapy session, they're like, we, we won't be doing it next week because, you know, you're out of town talking to Sarah. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, I don't owe you an explanation. And then the therapist is like, well, aren't you out of town too? And and she's like, this is me not asking you where you're going Uh, because I can respect boundaries. So then she he is just like bothered that she won't tell him where she's going or what she's doing. And eventually like drags it out of her in the hallway and she's like i'm going to a conference and he's kind of like do you know who goes to conferences it's like creepy doctors who like to pretend they aren't married and like pharma rep dude bros and basically wants her to reassure him that she's not going to get laid yeah and she's offended by the very suggestion and is like i know how to handle a conference like i have been a woman in the world for most of my life i'm a professional (laughs) fucking person go fuck yourself man jeez and so then they like go their separate ways and think you know they're not going to see each other and so she gets to her resort hotel in jamaica and yeah 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 but Sebastian, they have ended up at the same. She has stayed at a different hotel from where the conference is being held. So he didn't know there was a conference there because she doesn't want to have to people. And so they're at the same resort in Jamaica. Oops. He's just yes, in Jamaica. Have to have a fuck well, He was on vacation. vacation. Ah. This is vacation. And he had no idea her conference was even in Jamaica, right? I like, love it. Yeah. It's a wonderful coincidence. I mean, yes, yeah. absolutely. I don't, I'm fully on board with Yes. This. And so they agree this is the moment where he kind of levels with her and he's like, let's have a ceasefire. Like, let's try not being dicks to each other for the time that we're here and just like stop sniping at each other. And like, I like fucking you. You like fucking me. Why don't we just have like a fuck vacation and put the rest of it to one side and see what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And so they agree to the ceasefire they have very mature period sex in the shower, which I appreciated. Oh, like, she kind of discovers that she thought her period had stopped, but it hasn't. And she's kind of, like, apologetic. And he's like, is, is this a problem? Like, we're in the shower. I can put a towel down on the bed if it's going to bother you. Yeah. Like, what it, it, are we good here? And she's like, yeah, I guess we are. Oh, my gosh. Can I tell you a story about one of the best things I've ever heard in my life? One of my friends, the very first time she had sex... It was, like, a little bit later, and so she meets this guy, he comes home with her, they do have sex, and then when he leaves, she looks, like, at the bed, and she's like, oh my god, I started my period, and I didn't know. Like, I, like, he fucked my period out of me, basically. So she starts texting him, being like, I am so sorry, I had no idea, la 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 la, and he texted back, a little uterine lining never hurt anybody. Oh. Oh. 
It's like the bar is on the fucking floor at this point. I know, right? But when they do <laughs> act mature about yeah. it, it's just so charming. Yes. Where you're like, you are a grown-up adult person. Oh, it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. And why shouldn't they have that attitude, you know, or he shouldn't. He is a doctor. He's a grown-up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, okay, so then they go to breakfast together, and he now is kind of like, you know, like, come to breakfast with me. It's a buffet. There's, like, everything you could possibly want. I'm sure you can find something. Sure. He's like, will you just, like, talk me through your thought process as you're picking your food? Like, I just want to understand. And she's like, as long as you're not going to be an asshole about it. And he's like, won't be an asshole. But, like, there's still banter there. You know, like, he can make fun of her in a way that, like, normalizes her experience of it where he's not like coddling her or whatever but like is also just very all words have flown out of my no so like they're in jamaica sure but they haven't turned into pod people yeah like they still have that same chemistry but he's able to be really understanding Mm. while like making jokes about it and like still kind of talking shit but without being a full-blown asshole yeah and that's nice like yeah it just he doesn't he'll still call her screech owl like yeah like yeah like she'll be getting worked up about something i'll be like use your words screech owl oh It's just, oh, he's so good. Like, you find yourself where you're like, I want to smack you, but also it's hot. Uh Uh-huh. And then the reason that she had to come to the conference is they both have toxic dads. And her toxic dad is also a plastic surgeon, but he, like, specializes more in cosmetic surgery Mm -hmm. and has, like, 30 practices on the West Coast and is, like, the biggest name in cosmetic surgery in the country. And, like, she is constantly living in his shadow because he's, like, Mr. Well-Connected, Mr. Moneybags. Like, everybody wants to impress him, so they want to use her to get access to him. And so he is at this conference, and this she's had to, like, show up just to kind of play nice and, like, so that she can get some distance from him for a little while. So she explains this to Sebastian, and he's kind of like, I'll come with you to the conference. Like, you're not going to put up with that shit. And she's like, no, I can handle a conference, but maybe you can come to dinner with us. So they go to dinner together with her dad, and he he is the most toxic. He's terrible. He's not like a redeeming Thing oh wow! As says to his daughter, there's so much passive aggression. I hate that. And I'm like, oh, he's so maybe one nice thing. No, not really. Oh. Nothing. Everything's so backhanded. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and like really horribly backhanded, like comments about what she's eating, comments about her weight. Oh boy. Like, comments about where she's working not being good enough and mm-hmm. and and he keeps Ugh. disappearing from the table to go like glad hand with other people yeah. where it just yeah. like is not doesn't care about anything that's going on with them yeah because beforehand sebastian is like what am i to you for the sake of this dinner and mm-hmm. she's like he won't ask it doesn't matter and oh that, like, God. his daughter has shown up with a man and he doesn't even ask what the deal is between them. It was really enlightening because I was like, that was a good question because it also would frame, like, he's like, so for the sake of I'm meeting your dad in this dinner, what am I to you? And I kind of was, a, I'm holding my breath. I'm like, what is she going to say? Yeah. yeah. What is he? What is he? 
but you don't get that as a reader what she would say because she's like he won't care because he won't ask don't worry about it and you're like and i still was like i bet she's mistaken and this is gonna come (laughs) up at the dinner table and then they're gonna have to like answer on the spot but like nope her dad is that much of an asshole and so sebastian like shuts him the fuck down (gasps) like just does not take any of his shit and but does it he knows he's like socially intelligent enough to know that he can't outright he doesn't challenge an asshole to the guy like he can't challenge him he has to like beat him at his own passive aggressive game and so he does he keeps like flipping his passive aggressive comments on him and how like the guy's drinking bourbon and, you know, he's, like, slowly killing himself. And and then, like, the food has come and it's hers is wrong. So he, like, sends her food back for her oh, wow. to get it right. That, and then... Yeah, he's not going to settle just because she's used to not complaining and yeah. being a pleaser and never rocking the boat. He's like, no, you get your meal right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so her dad has gotten up for, like, the seventh time to go talk to another table. And he's like, you know what? We're done with this. And so he pays for the meal. And she's like, you shouldn't do that. And he's like, oh, watch me do that. And so he pays. And they've ordered, like, expensive bottles of wine and whatever. And so he pays for the meal, gets her, goes over to the guy and is like, we have to go. Dinner's on me, Ross, or whatever his name is. Like, we got to go. And the guy is so fucking offended. He doesn't even know how to handle himself. He's like, no, no, I'll take care of dinner. And he's like, oh, no, I already did it. Yeah. And, like, it was just this ultimate, like, fuck you to the guy. Like, we don't need your money. We don't need your validation. That's right. We're leaving. (gasps) We're not going to sit here while you disrespect us. And so she starts vomiting in the bushes outside because, like, she ate too fast. And she's so stressed. the anxiety and... And so he deals with this by telling her, by opening up and telling her the story of his toxic dad who, like, left when he was four and then, like, came back into their lives once he was a doctor with money, sort of asking him to give him access to his rich friends and his sister. And it's this whole awful thing. And so, like, they have that shared experience. And it's just so sweet that he chooses that moment to be, like, you're not the only one who has yeah. a horrible, toxic parent. And, like, it's okay for you to handle that however you need to. Aww. And turn the page on my notes. Hold, <laughs> please. Oh, he discovers that she was a cheerleader at some oh, point. That was, but he was, he's obsessed with competitive cheerleading. Oh. Exactly. And she's sort of like, you want me to do a, <gasps> go on, Sophie. I almost forgot about that until it came up. And I was like. When she just casually was talking about, you know, high school and her life when they were sharing and it comes up that she's a cheerleader and he about passes out. Like, yeah, it's like it's, you know, little fantasy and it's not in a weird and he acknowledges that early in the book. It's not like a weird underage girl thing. He just he watches college level cheerleader and it's just that he loves that type, that compact, strong female Mm. body. And she kind of fits that mold for him. So Mm. immediately he's just very excited, very turned on, wants to see her do a back handspring, you know? And she's sort of doing little cheerleader things like, and he's just like, you're killing me. I'm going to, and she's like, be aggressive, be aggressive. And he's like, I can't, I can't, like, I'm going to bend you over this fucking Ah. couch. Like, I will be aggressive. Be e aggressive. <laughs> it's so cute. It's just like a really cute scene. And then, then 
it's time for her to leave to go home. Okay. And he, I think, has longer at the resort. She has to get back to work. And so he's kind of like, what are we doing here? Like, we're going back. Our therapy is almost over. Like, what are we? He, It's clear that, like, he wants it to be something. And yeah. she's like, I don't know. Like, two days ago, we were, you know, at each other's throats. We had decided we needed space because this is toxic, and then we just happened to end up at the resort together. Like, I don't think that's fixed any of our problems. I just need time to, like, figure out what the deal is. And so he goes to the bathroom and, like, rakes his fingers (gasps) through his hair, and she can tell that he's just been like, and he turns and starts to say, like, no one, and then, like, turns back and is, like, stops, and then... Yes, yes, yes. Read it to me, Jenny. He just blurts out. She's, like, packing her bags. Yeah. And he's like, no one will ever love you the way I do, he said. I dropped the things I was holding. My hairbrush slid off the bed onto the floor. One sandal landed in the suitcase. I wasn't sure where the other one ended up. What? You own every valve and chamber of my heart. (gasps) You could leave here tonight and meet someone who will give you everything you need, everything you've ever wanted, and I'd be happy for you, too. Oh. Do you get that? He sounded irritable, like I was intentionally missing the point. I'd be happy for you, even if it weren't with me. You could walk away from me now and take, he slapped a hand to his (gasps) chest, everything. Oh, shit. I have to give and keep it with you as proof that you're deserving of all the love I have to offer. But you need to understand something, Sarah. That person who will love every weird and stubborn side of you, they won't know the first thing about fighting with you all the way down the Charles River while you do your damnedest to drown them. And they won't know how ruthless and relentless you are when it comes to winning at team-building exercises. They won't know the absolute pleasure of dying by your hand in a bubble suit jousting and knowing that it is the best and only way to leave this world. They won't know anything about arguing with you while trying to get under your clothes in a foyer. And they won't know when to remind you of the right way to breathe. And they won't know that no one will ever love me the way you do. Before you start screeching at me about, I do not screech, how you've never said that you love me. Let me tell you that I don't give a fuck about the words. I don't need them, Sarah. I don't. You've spent these past few days with me and given me everything of yours to hold safe. You let me block and tackle your father. And before this week, you let me doctor you at... Acevedo's house and tuck you in before I left your sweet little demonic face in bed. I don't need the words. I already know what I need to know. I just need you to choose me. (gasps) Kate fucking Canterbury. How dare you? Yeah. Holy shit. Oh my god. Okay, wait. So, uh, (laughs) oh my god. Okay. So what does Sarah do? What happens? She's basically like, I don't, I don't operate like this. Like I need time to process and think. Yeah, and yeah, he's sure. like, don't say anything right now. Like go home and think about it. And yeah, so she leaves totally. him in Jamaica and goes wow. back to work. But she's wow, her logic personality. Stuff. That's very her personality. Yeah. This, yeah. Prag- this pragmatic. Yeah. She, and she's not like saying no. She's what? just like, I can't. Like, I had the narrative in my head so clear that, like, we were toxic for each other. Yeah. That she just can't make that adjustment so quickly to, like, all right, we fucked for a few days in Jamaica and, like, now we're right for each other. But he just, like, he knows. gets it. Oh. And I feel like that's another, it's believable because he is older. 
Like, if a 22-year-old guy is saying this, mm. you're like, okay, bro. But, like, this guy's in his 40s. He's an accomplished surgeon. Yeah. He knows who he is and what he's doing with his life. And and they're not necessarily, they never were, like, looking for the one either. You know? Right. They're both so satisfied with, I think, their careers and themselves and who they are in their, in the wor- in their world that they're not trying to find Mr. Miss Right. You know? Yeah, they're yeah, fine. Yeah. And so he is, like fucked up because she's yeah. avoiding him when they get back and he that's what he says he's like i'm not gonna ever do this again i don't like people i have no interest in dating she's it for me and if she doesn't want this then i'm just going to be alone that i'm a bachelor for life i am an asshole and like Aww. nobody else is gonna love me and like i'm not willing to put this on the line again and <gasps> Oh, yeah. Okay. And so she's avoiding him. The chief, he's clearly going to be the next chief of emergency surgery. And I think, I don't remember which chief, the chief of surgery overall or something, kind of corners him in the hall and like asks him about her work performance. Oh. As like, okay, you know, you're going to be the next chief. Like, what do you think of her? And, like, it's inappropriate for him to ask that because, like, he doesn't really know anything about her specialty. Right. And uh, it's He's never been in surgery with her. And so he rips him a new asshole and, like, defends her and says that, like, you know, not only should you not be asking me this, but, like, here are the things that I do know and just, like, has this very eloquent, passionate defense of her. (sighs) And she's standing around the corner and <gasps> hears it. And she hears his professional defense of her? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And That's she's her like, love I language. don't really have <laughs> aha moments, but, like, fuck me. That was, you know, like, we're not together. He doesn't know no. if we're ever going to be together. He didn't know I was listening. He could easily have just, like, brushed it off and been like, I don't know. This isn't an appropriate thing to ask me. But, like, he defended me. And he, like, he did the right thing when nobody was looking. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's character. That's, that is character, that's character. Right? That's love. <laughs> that's right. And so she gets on the text thread with the friend group, the meddling friend group, and is like, I know there's sort of this, like, pizza get-together or whatever, but I need you guys to, like, send him home. Do whatever you have to do, but send him home. And it's so—the back and forth is so cute. Like, they call him Eeyore, and they're like, we're not going to make Eeyore sad. And she's like, no, but, like, I really need you to do this. And then they, so they do, and they, she talks to him. Oh, he, like, has, he's been sent home with a migraine, and she looks after him, and then, like, they have this talk, and all is well, and, you know, they. They're going to be together forever. And so her text to the friend group is, like, Sebastian is with me. I've got him. And it's, like, he's always on his own, and they all adore him, despite of how grumpy he is. And now, like, he's with me, Mm. and it was just perfect. <laughs> Sophie, you did it. Oh, I didn't do that. But that, I mean, you know, Ginny, you hit the nail when you said, I think the fact that their conflict and their sniping lasted so long was so necessary, though, I think, I think to this book, you know? Yeah. But I don't know how she gets away with it. They I know. are so mean to each other like if i read you most of the lines out of context you would be like what the fuck yeah 
but they're so mean and it is delicious because they fucking hate each other and they can't stop fucking. Yeah. <sighs> and even when they're hating each other, I never hated either one of them individually. No, that's hard yeah. to do on its own. But to do it from both POVs. Yes. There's always, in the enemies to love, there's always someone that seems worse. Like, or, you know, the whole, oh, sometimes women are so hard on other women. You know, readers are like, oh, you know, there's always that fear of they're going to hate the woman. They're going to hate mm-hmm. the heroine harder yeah. on the woman, right? And I've, I've run into that when I've written uh, enemies to lovers. But you want them on equal ground and equal footing. Yes. And you want to give as good as they get from both sides. And you're like, well, I hope, you know, you kind of just, as a writer, can't worry about that. You know, you can't worry about that yeah. and pleasing everybody because it's not a trope for everyone. Right. But, and I think that- But it was. Yeah. It was brave. Yeah. Like we talk about yeah. celebrating brave authors right. on this podcast. Yeah. And this was just the epitome of that. Yeah. Because she could have pulled her punches at any point and like made them nicer to each other or justified it more or toned it down. And she just like leans in and it's so voicey and oh, it's just so good. I think it is the voice. They're each so distinct. They're each so strong and and having it that underlay of humor throughout the whole thing too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, super yeah, important. Yeah, it's hilarious. Because they are saying Yeah, there's all this world. banter about, like, you know, sowing your field of fucks and tending to oh, it. Yeah. And, like, the little stuff like that that we can't catch in a recap. Completely. It just I know. made it a delight to read. I oh, mean, my God. It sounds like everybody has to read I mean, this. when he hits her in the fa- in the forehead with a condom, I was like, oh, my God, this is the scene. They're doing this. And they're, they're this is crazy. But I the power that. dynamic is what's was so right like no one ever overpowered someone else yeah that's really nice oh my gosh all right aftercare aftercare who has one okay i do right before this michael and i were watching one of the most recent episodes of i think hbo's peacemaker and I don't even know. Okay, so John Cena plays Peacemaker. It's from the DC universe. He was that character in like, you know, the Harley Quinn Joker, all those, all mm-hmm. those movies. Suicide Squads, those are the ones. Anyway, so it's so fun. He's the main character, and it's just like silly and outlandish and nonsensical, and yet like so it's so sharp too. Um huh. and it has hands down the best <laughs> series intro i've ever seen in my life it's like this absolutely ridiculous dance number where <laughs> the whole cast that you watch is like just like doing weird shit and it it just knows what it is it's just the right amount of bonkers Ugh, it's so good that's my aftercare peacemaker peacemaker yeah, I didn't know John Cena played the piano. He plays the piano. Really? He played the piano in this episode. Nonsense. Anyway. Mine is a TV show, too. And I just watched the last season of The Last Kingdom. And Ooh. I think I've done it for Aftercare yeah. before. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. Like just the show in general. But fuck me, that show is so good. <laughs> like, 
Fucking half of them die. It's tragic as shit. It's gory as shit. Like, almost nobody gets an HEA. So normally, I would stay the hell away from anything to do with any of that. But it's like, it's good enough to make up for it. And the brotherhood between the warriors and the romance beats that you do get. And Mm -hmm. they're sexy as shit Vikings throughout the entire thing. And it just makes me really happy, even Ooh. if my favorite character got brutally murdered in episode six. Ooh. So, yeah, fair enough. It's fine. Yeah, I it's love worth it. it. Do it. Do it anyway, and then yell at yeah. me about it. Yeah, I'm. You know, I think what season is Last Kingdom in? It just had the fifth season, which is the last season, and then there's going to be a movie to I'll like finish it off. Ooh, that's so cool. It was one of those where I think I saw the first season and kept it on my list. I liked it. And then the next season came out and the next and the next. And I was like, oh, I got to get to that. Mm. But I think I need to rewatch season one. I've talked about this the last time I brought it up, but I hated it in season one. I was watching it with my husband and I was like, I cannot stand this. It's gory. All of the women get murdered. Yeah. I hate the main character. Why is he so immature? And I didn't know that it was going to follow him across like 40 years or something so they kind of have to make him immature in the first season okay and so i actually skipped i haven't seen a few of the episodes in the first season and just like hated it so i feel like if you don't really like it in the first season you just have to kind of get through it and then it starts getting good in two and then by three you're just like a diehard fan nice dive into season two that's good to know okay yeah they'll do the they'll do the series recap for you anyway yeah you'll get the perfect stuff i mean there's a warrior nun. Like, oh, no. I love that. That's that. Killed like, warrior nun. Theory. And we hadn't seen her in a while. And you fought, you get to see her at the end of this season again. And Ooh. I was just like, Hild is back. I'm so happy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Sophie, do you have aftercare? I'm really into the Gilded Age right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not really sexy, though. But it's not like tragic or gory either. Well, like kind of, it's just I'm behind I haven't watched the finale, but I will say it was a little like happier than I thought. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. nice. It's not super I mean, yes, there's serious things happening, you know, people But it's like, a pretty safe show. Right. It's, it's not like The Last Kingdom where like I was stressed right. the entire time I was watching it. I mean, I don't know what we see one naked woman in the whole show kind of startled me because I was like we haven't seen any nudity and this sort of seemed like inserted <laughs> like when, where yeah, it was been so, it's been so pg throughout the whole thing and then suddenly wait was there nudity I missed the nudity I might be behind or something okay well so it is it's like pg and then boobs in the middle like, all right huh I missed the boobs <laughs> that are I'm just like immune to boobs now I'll take an oreo of boobs sure And your next book, I think our listeners are going to love because it is a fucking lady blacksmith. Yeah. I'm so excited. I am, you know, this whole, my whole current, uh, the Duke Hunt, his series has been dealing with a lot of, for want of a better word, like ordinary people in. Yeah. Early Victorian, you know, my, the first one, the dude goes down, it was the vicar's daughter. And then the second one, it was like Lady Farmer. And now I'm Lady, and the third one is the Lady Blacksmith coming out. Love it. I mean, I love the cover. I love, I, they did every single thing I asked for. I wanted to, 
I think I said with a heroine, think Viking queen. Like that's what I wanted. Yep. I want, like, like, hair, and I wanted the, her on an anvil with a, there's a fucking hero, anvil and she's on her anvil throne. And uh, yeah, I try to think of something when it comes to writing, like the love scenes and sex, I always try to challenge myself to do something that's a little different that yes, it yeah. into the story and makes sense, but also it's a little different. Otherwise I feel like I'm writing the same scene in every book. So I yeah. did something to like tea that I have not done before. Oh, what, what is it? Scene. What is it? Is it rimming? Do we get to know? <laughs> what I say? I don't know. I, I don't know. Listen, it's, it's up, up to, to you. you. If you want to give uh, us, we're going to egg you on. Yeah, I will so. ask. Uh huh. Well, and, and the reason, like, I want she's very much like he's thrust into her life. She saves his life at the beginning of the book, and he's thrust into her life and it's sort of a, so the tropes if i have to reach for them automatically are marriage of convenience there it is that there she is burning is a ridiculous and cover oh my god that is so I'm hot it, it's got kind of medieval vibes too yeah. yeah so she's very much about trying to repress what chemistry she's feeling so when it does blow up it's sort of provoked by I don't know. I'm going to say the word. Wait, I got to think about this. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're going to make Sophie tell you something she doesn't We're going to be the devil on your shoulder <laughs> I, I, right I, now. I, I, you know what? We could bleep it and then it'll be only we'll know. We'll take it out in post. We'll go <laughs> over it, Sophie. Well, when we hit no record, I'll tell you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not that, okay. That show a lack of trust. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. No. All right. On that note, yes. we where gotta can go. people find there you on the line? Yeah. <laughs> there is a dramatic thing that I've never written into. <gasps> to me, oh we God, gotta I'm go. So we have to end the episode right now because I, I need to know. And I kept asking my like Sarah McLean and Louisa, the people I plot with, like, is this okay? Do you think it's okay? And they're like, do it. Your editor will say if it's not. And well, she said it's okay. She greenlit it. <laughs> so it stayed in the book. <laughs> oh my God. Sophie, where can people find you online? Mostly really Instagram is mm. my place i'm most active on instagram and i have a page uh sophie sirens on facebook right fun i divulge a little more there than just anywhere else yeah that's super fun okay um Mm -hmm. sorry listener bye (laughs) i gotta find out what happens (laughs) nice work nice work teasing it but resisting yeah what is it what is it I love it. (gasps) It's true. I want that on a bumper sticker, right? Like your mom's dead. (laughs) I have to write that down. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening. Make sure you're subscribed because you're going to want to auto download next week for sure. Sarah Wendell is joining us to recap The Lady of Rooksgrave Manor by Catherine Moon. And like, it's not often that I see Jenny simultaneously speechless <laughs> and actually <laughs> rocking back and forth yeah, with yeah. utter joy. <laughs> I think Sarah described it as I looked like a puppy. Yeah. I was like an excited <laughs> puppy for this book. I just could not suppress it. Oh, and she was the perfect person to recap it with. <laughs> like, I can't even. 
Okay, and if you like what you just heard and, you know, you just like us, go rate us and re- review us on whatever podcast app you're listening on. We've got a goal that we're going to get to 500 reviews on Apple Podcasts by the end of 2022. So if you're an hey, iPhone Melody's going to write oh, a yeah. monster fucker romance if we get to 500 reviews. Wow. Wow. You know what? Jenny said it. So <laughs> it is law. law. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but if you're an iPhone user, like not only do we need your help, but like steal somebody else's iPhone too, you know? <laughs> if you want more of us before next week, you can check out our Patreon equivalent, the Temple of Defiant Joy. When you mm. join the community, you'll get bonus episodes, videos of regular episodes, so you can watch me actually physically transform <laughs> yeah. into a puppy that's about to pee itself. <laughs> Maybe even advanced ebooks through the Bonkers Romance Book Club and not safe for work art. I'm just saying. It depends on the level that you choose. (laughs) Now, go enjoy your next Bonkers read. And remember if you're going to fuck your nemesis, make sure they're pro vibrator or toy in general. (laughs) 